0: Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Ah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world. Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rap Podcast. I'm Coach Damon Wilson, and in this podcast, we are breaking down the goalie position. This week, I've got one of the best to ever throw on the pads. It's Trevor Tierney. Two NCAA Division I National Championships with Princeton, one World Championship with Team USA, one MLL Championship with the Baltimore Bayhawks, That's quite an impressive resume when it comes to his lacrosse career. Off the field, Trevor is coached at the University of Denver. I guess that's technically on the field as well. He's also studied sports psychology and and is the president and co-founder of LXTC Goalie Training. Tons of great stuff we touch on in this conversation, and I think you're going to get a lot out of it. So please enjoy this chat with goalie great Trevor Tierney. Before we get started with Trevor, I want to read a word from our sponsor, and that is my own online lax goalie Rat camp. A parent who has purchased the camp and recently went through it sent me a testimonial that I want to read for you guys. My freshman daughter just made the JV high school team, and my 7th grade daughter is going to give it a shot between the pipes starting today. The camp has been fantastic. I think I'm going to help My buddy coached the goalies on my daughter's 7th grade team. I never played lacrosse except once at a summer camp, and I got destroyed. (laughs) And I've never even coached a sport. I think I might be able to pull up coaching my daughter and her friend who volunteered to play goalie this year thanks to your camp. So your program works, and thanks for all you do. Thank you very much. That's from Brendan. Brendan, I know you're listening, as you mentioned in the email. So thank you very much for that. For everyone else who wants to learn how to coach a lacrosse goalie, exactly what to do, what to put them through, check out the camp. It's available at laxgoalierat.com slash goal. It's laxgoalierat.com slash goal. Enjoy the show. My next guest on the Lax goalie Rat podcast is Trevor Tierney of the Denver, formerly of the Denver Outlaws, Team USA, Princeton Star. Trevor, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Damon. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I always like to start at the beginning. Uh, Why did you become a goalie? Yeah. At what age do you you remember first jumping into goal?
1: So this is kind of a a longstanding joke in my family of uh, the first time I hopped in goal. I was living in Maryland. Uh, My father was coaching at Hopkins at the time and uh, the youth team that I was playing for at about five years old, put me in goal uh, for the second half of the game. And the way I remember it was a, a kid had a break away at the very end of the game and we were up one and I b- made a big save. The way my father remembers it is that the kid came down the field and just uh, cranked one and hit me right in the head and the ball went up in the air and the team team came swarming to me. So uh, getting hit in the head made me think that I was a really good goalie from the very beginning. So I kind of, uh, stuck with it since then and as I was growing up and playing rec lacrosse I would play half midi half goalie all the way up through uh through high school and then really uh committed to being a goalie through through college obviously
0: that's awesome so you and I share that same bond in that my very first save was a shot right off my head where (laughs) I didn't even move uh it just hit me square in the head but the team was so pumped up I'm like hey there's got to be something about this goalie thing you know
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's more or less what happened. Was I uh, was in the right place at the right time, and made me excited to to keep playing the position.
0: Nice. So the other
1: thing you mentioned there is
0: playing in the field, Um, and you know, I I uh, in your evolution in lacrosse uh, YouTube series or DVD, you know, Mm -hmm. the first thing you talk about is developing stick skills Mm -hmm. uh, and how important that is for a goalie. And I imagine you're field work or your your time in the field did that for you is that would you say that's right
1: yeah I think that that really helped um I always enjoy it, it was just fun for me to play in the field and get get up and down and I think playing in the field really helped me to understand the game better um and I think that's another important part of playing goalie is understand what shooters are seeing understand what your defensemen are seeing and and the more you kind of get a feel for the game as a goalie. Um, I, I think it gives you an advantage uh, in making saves and, and understanding and being able to help the defense. Um, the thing that helped me the most with stick work was uh, like anyone else, I, I tell the kids that I work with all the time, if you're going to be a great lacrosse player, you got to get against the wall every day, just as if a basketball player, if a basketball player wants to be good, he's got to shoot hoops every day. If a lacrosse player wants to be good, he's got to get against the wall every day. And that was really um, the key for me was getting done school every day, going to my father's practices um, and and getting against the wall. And if you, to be a great goalie, I I really feel like you got to have the best stick on the team. So um you're being asked to save shots at 70 80 90 100 miles per hour if you want to be able to do that you got to be able to catch anything that's thrown at you so i really think that wall ball is is, as trite as it sounds or as repetitive as it sounds to some kids it it is the most important thing to do each day
0: yeah i think a lot of young goalies don't realize the importance because you know it's like well all right that's great for middies attack men like they play with those short sticks but like you said so much of what we do like the fundamentals of making a save is like catching yeah Um, (laughs) and so it's just it's incredibly important to have a great stick and not only that like you need to have a great stick in the clearing game because any error at that point is is deadly you know you, you give up the ball in your own zone and it's just an instant goal so um having great stick skills is something that i think everyone should be working on.
1: Yeah, that, that's exactly right. Half half the job is saving the ball, and the other half is making sure your team gets the ball to the other end. And so, yeah, I, I see that a lot. Coaches will just take, um, you know, maybe the the kid that has played played the least amount of lacrosse, or you know, uh, isn't able to catch and throw, and just sticks him in the goal. And and that's really not a a good place for for that kid to be. You got you got to have great stick skills when when you get in there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So if there's one thing that that you're known for, it's that, you know, that flat arc um, playing Mm -hmm. deep in the goal, almost, you know, with your your heels almost uh, on the goal line. I'm curious how that style came about because you you seem to be one of the pioneers, or at least, you know, the first person that I learned about uh, using that style.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I I definitely, um, I I get that uh, style is definitely... Um, kind of connected to, to, to the way I played, you know, that my growing up, I got to watch some really great goalies, you know, um, I got to see Larry Quinn at Hopkins, Quinton Kessinich at Hopkins in the eighties. Then I got to watch Scott Bacigalupo at Princeton. Um, and then in the late nineties, I really loved watching um, Sal Cassio and Brian Doherty play in those 98 world games so for me, those you know five guys were were really the guys that um, helped me develop my style. And all of those guys, like Sal, was way back on the line, and he would just you know get in the goal and stand there and use his hands to make the saves. Um, Larry Quinn was a very smart goalie that that played far back, um, and, and and Scott Batchgelupo was the same way. So I really grew up watching guys that did that. So I, I don't feel like I pioneered that in any way. I just watched a whole uh, slew of goalies that were really successful at, at, at waiting for the ball and reacting. And, you know, the, the more time you can give yourself to do that, I, I think the better. Although I really don't, you know, if a goalie wants to play an arc, uh, you know, that I, I don't stop the goalie from wanting to do that. It's, um, it's not so much about where you play in the goal as much as it is to me about waiting for the ball and then reacting, um, rather than guessing. So you can, you know, as, as my coaching has evolved as well, we do a little bit more where yes, when a guy's top center, you're going to be back on the line, but in down the alley, um, we're starting to teach a little bit of a step out, um, towards, towards the shooter. So you take a little bit of that angle down the alley, uh, away from the shooter. Um, so that, has been something that that I've kind of adjusted my my coaching on over the years, um, but yeah, as a guy gets further and further in towards the net, towards the crease, then getting back back on the line is really helpful because you know that cre that crease gives you a few yards to to react and make that save. And the bottom line to me is uh, how do you make the position as simple as possible because it's really a, a challenging position to begin with. So. If you have more time to see the ball, I think you're gonna be uh more consistent as a goalie.
0: Yeah, that was gonna be my question. Whether you, you know, if a kid comes to you and he likes playing that arc, um, yeah. you know, whether you re-coach him to play a little bit flatter of an arc. Because I do think that even if I do think there's times in the game where both make sense, like you just mm-hmm. talked about. if they're driving in and, and very close and you want to play a little back to get a little more time, or perhaps you're not seeing the ball as well on that particular day. And you just want to give yourself a little bit more time. Um, so I I think there is some varieties and I was curious, it it sounds like you don't necessarily preach like flat arc all the way.
1: No, it's really the thing I'm least concerned about, um, coaching goaltending to be quite honest. Um, you know towards the end of my career professionally I started to realize as a guy was was winding up from the outside, you know taking a step out to take a little bit of that angle away um, was helpful for me mm-hmm. um, and so yeah to to me really the most important things about playing goalie to me aren't aren't so much around the arc they're more around. Um, like I've talked about before, um, being still when the shot's taken. So if you are going to play a hierarchy, making sure you don't have happy feet and you're moving um, as the shooter is lining up, that you're completely still. The other thing that, I, you know, Ryan LaPlante and I have been doing a lot of work around when coaching goalies is learning how to to use your eyes differently. Um, So when I was playing uh, professionally, I met a professional tennis coach named Scott Ford out here in Colorado. And he teach me how to relax my eyes and really learn to wait for the ball using a relaxed focus. And it, it allowed me to get in the zone uh, much more readily. So uh, those times as a goalie, when you are, you know, really seeing the ball in slow motion, or it seems like it's a beach ball and you're just reacting to everything. There's a way that typ- typically goalies are using their eyes and they don't, don't know it. And you can actually learn to relax your eyes and focus um, in a different way, so that you can play at that higher level more readily. So, being still, learning how to see the ball, and then finally, the thing that's probably most important to me uh, in in talking to other coaches, especially youth coaches, is getting away from this idea of stepping straight at the ball. If coaches want to talk about um, attacking the ball, then I think um, Pushing off your back foot and making lateral saves, or even I'm open to a 45 degree angle save um, for, for pushing off the back foot. But to me, if you're going to play in a six by six net and you're staying, st- you're you're stepping straight at uh, the shooter, then it's going to be very hard for you to get your body behind the ball, and it also decreases your ability to to save to to see the ball. So um, you know, if you think about a batter in the batter's box in baseball, you'll see him step with his front foot, but they're never moving their entire body towards the ball. It would be impossible for them to see it and make contact. So really, wait, uh, So those three things to me, um, more so than the arc of being still, learning how to relax your eyes and, and see the ball in a different way, and stepping laterally or in a 45-degree angle, those are the things that, that I feel are most important to simplifying the position for young goalies and helping them become consistent goalies. Because I'd rather I'd rather help a goalie get to uh, be a 55%, 60% goalie every game than him sometimes be maybe 80%, 90% in one game and then 20%, 30% in the next game. I think for a team, especially at the highest levels of lacrosse, if they can count on their goalie to be 60%, then they've really found themselves uh, a tremendous person for that position.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Consistency is so key. Uh, I want to go back to that, talk about that eye thing a little bit, because that's so that's so interesting for me. Um, so basically what we're saying is like, instead of a lot of goalies have like these, um, like Mike Singletary eyes, linebacker for the Bears, like, you know, we're really wide open, like really right. focused on the shooter's head or the ball yeah. and the shooter's stick. Mm-hmm. And basically what you're saying is you know, this vision coach or vision expert said that if your eye, is it the muscles in the eyes that are more relaxed and then helps you see the shot a little bit better? Am I getting it right?
1: Yeah. So I'm not an expert in this. Um, so I, I may, um, uh, mix a few, or I may, <laughs> I, I may mess, mess some things up in what I'm saying, but I'll, I'll get the basic gist across. And then, uh, I'll provide the website to you after we get done Um, so you can, I mean, he goes through all of this for tennis players and it's really great for goalies to read about as well. Cool. Yeah. So the basic gist is that if you try to um, track a ball with your eye as you're coming, uh, as the ball is coming at you, uh, even uh, speeds of 60 miles per hour to 70 miles per hour, physically your eye cannot keep track of that ball, um, so it, it it the way your your eye will see that ball is in kind of jumps or what they call saccades. So your eye will jump from maybe being out on that shooter back to right in front of you, and then you'll see the ball. So instead of um thinking about, you know, a lot of times goalies are taught well you should focus on his eyes or you should focus on the ball on his stick or you should focus on his shoulder or or whatever it is. The problem with that thinking is that especially when guys start shooting harder and harder in cage, you have, uh, I'm sure you've seen the sports science when um, Drew Adams is in net on SportsCenter and they do the Calculations and I forget what the number is, but it's you know, it's a ridiculously small amount of time that you it's have faster to than a
0: rattlesnake strike. I remember right. that, yeah.
1: <laughs> so so you're not talking a lot of time. So if you're focused, you know, let's say the shooter's shooting at 10 yards and you're focused on his stick, by the time that shot's released the ball will be in the back of the net if you're focusing on his stick. And so a lot of times as a goalie, you may find yourself saying, well, I didn't even see that shot. And so what we'll say to goalies that say that to us is that that means you flash down on something. You were focusing on something uh, outside, uh, you know, maybe his stick or his eyes or his shooting position, whatever it is. So what we teach goalies to do is um, if you kind of hold your thumb out, you know, in front of your face, And you look off in the distance. So right now I'm looking across my room. I'm focusing on an object in the corner of my room. And so your your thumb is blurry. If you relax your eyes so you can see your thumb in focus, then you can still see the object in your peripheral vision back in the room. Um, But you see everything everything kind of as a widescreen. Um so what that what what that teaches you to do and, and at first this is very hard to do in goal. It takes some it takes a lot of time um and it takes some drill work to get it down. But by doing that is your eyes are back to the spot where you need to save it. So if you ever see pictures of Roger Federer, you'll you'll see him with his tennis racket out in front of him, very flat. And we would say that's that's out on his window. So he's making contact with the ball out on the window. And that's where you want your eyes to be um, before the shot is even taken. So um, usually what I would do as a goalie was instead of focused on the shooter, I would kind of draw an imaginary square around the shooter as he was getting ready to shoot. And then when I knew he was uh, prepared to release it, I would come back to my window or about three feet in front of me where my hands are and my eyes would be ready for the shot. So that way you, you're not focusing on anything. You're actually relaxing your eyes, waiting for the ball to come into focus and you're trying to make uh, contact with the ball. And, and basically you think about it, it's like having a big window in front of you, a six by six window. And wherever that ball hits that window, that's where you want to make contact with it. So, uh, R- Ryan LaPlante and I worked on a, a lot with this throughout his career, uh, in college. It, took him some time to finally get it. But once he did, it really helped him get dialed in on the shot. Um, and then we're doing it. What's really interesting is young goalies that don't have a lot of experience in the game are able to pick it up right away. So you'll see them just start to flow. And, and it's it's unbelievable to watch. So rather than focus on technique first, you know, you kind of get them using their eyes first and their technique starts to come along with it. And so it's, it's really incredible to see and so it's one of the, you know, main things that that I want to spread about learning how to play goalie is learning how to use your eyes in, a, in an effective way. That's so interesting. Yeah,
0: I'll have to check that out. Um, and do, do you remember the site? Uh, where um, were it be-
1: it, I think it's uh, I think it's tennisinthezone dot com. But I will I will follow up just to make sure. Sounds good. You. Yeah, because I was thinking that
0: you know so often we you're right we start with we start with the stance and the save movement, but, you know, sometimes you put these like brand new guys in goal and they still can make saves because, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, see the ball, save the ball. You know, right. we, it's great to have all this structure, but sometimes we really overcomplicate this position a little bit. And so by working on the vision aspect, I mean, you're just enabling them to see the ball, save right. the ball. Right. Um, I think I'm yeah. going to start working that into my, so are there particular drills you do or is it just like a, like an entire concept?
1: Yeah, there are a lot of drills you can do. It, it is actually tennis I just looked it up. Um, okay, great. and yeah, his name is Scott Ford and, and Ryan and I are, are starting to put together some videos of how to incorporate it more into uh, goalie, but it really doesn't matter. You can watch these tennis videos and, and learn a lot from it, but yeah, that's exactly right. I, I say that to to people all the time. Is you know sometimes you'll like maybe an attackman. It'll, it'll be between drills at practice, and I, re- I remember Mark Matthews one time hopping in goal for DU. He <laughs> was like ridiculous because he just stood in there and tried to catch the ball, and and obviously he had he had a great stick, and right. he would just try to see the ball and react. And that's really what goalie is. And um, you know for me. I think a lot of kids sometimes watch my videos or, you know, if I demo something and they say, well, you're, you're barely moving. You're not, you're not stepping. You're not doing all these things that coaches have told us to do. And the reason for that is as, as shots get harder and harder, it, it it's very hard to do too much. You really have to just see the ball and react with your hands as much as possible. And then if you have the quickness to get your body behind it, that's really the bottom line. So Yeah, I completely agree. I I try to keep things as simple as possible. And then especially as you're moving into game situations, it's like, forget all about technique. Don't even think about that. Just worry about being present and seeing the ball or seeing your contact point and making the save because all that other nonsense of thinking about technique is just going to get in the way of anything you're doing.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and and I... I, I coach kids to try to get the body behind the ball, but oftentimes when you're reviewing video, when you see like the moment of impact or like the save point, like mm-hmm. the only thing that's moved are their hands and maybe like that first step. Right. You know? So like you said, like that is the most important piece is getting your hands there. And then if you can get the body behind, I do think you make more saves over time, but you know, you're going to make the majority of the saves with your hands.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, getting learning to get your body behind the ball is very important especially if the ball is shot outside your body so you know the one thing I work with goalies about is if you have a wide stance and you're you're standing there and they shoot the ball right at you why 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 move you know if it, the ball's coming right at you use your hands and make the save now if the ball's shot outside of your body then it, it is really important to uh, drill and work on getting your body behind it. Because as you said, you, you know, if you don't get a piece of it or if you get a piece of it with your stick, or if you don't, you know, that's a pretty big, uh, portion of the goal that you can take up with your body and make some body saves there as well.
0: Yeah. Sticking with the technique wise, do you, one thing that you talked about in the evolution of goaltending was, was dropping to the knees on low shots. Mm -hmm. Do Mm -hmm. Do you
1: still coach that technique? Yeah, I think it's it's really helpful, especially as guys start shooting harder and harder. And like I was just saying, I like teaching dropping to your knees, or I liked using it as well um, when the ball was shot right at my feet. So you know, I th- I really feel like if you can learn to drop down to your knees when the ball is shot right, you know, between your legs or down at your feet, you can be really effective by getting. Your body down on it the other thing it allows you to do is it gets your eyes down there so um it's one of the reasons that i like to, to get in a really low squat is that it's hard if you're relaxing your eyes like i was talking about before so your eyes are back on your window pane if you're if if you're trying to keep your focus out in front of you on that window pane, pane if you don't drop to your knees or you don't squat down really low it's hard to be seeing out in front of you Typically, like if you ever watch a goalie that stands up completely straight, he has a lot or or taller goalies, sometimes they have a lot of trouble with low shots, and the reason is they typically bend at their back or look down at the shot, so that means somewhere along the way of of the of the shot they, they they've lost the ball, so they've gone from looking out at the shooter to looking down at their feet, so at some point there's a, been a blind spot. So by dropping your knees or learning to squat really low, you're able to keep that vision out in front of you and get everything down on the ball. Um, It wasn't something that I started doing until uh, maybe junior year in college. And I found that it was very helpful for me um, on on low shots and getting everything down there. And the thing you have to obviously learn to do is you can't guess. You can't just drop down to your knees every time and you can't drop down on bouncers. Um, so it takes some discipline of learning, uh, when is the right shot to, to get down and and just drop down on it.
0: Yeah. I, um, I don't coach that way. Don't didn't play that way, but that's, I mean, that's the beauty of this sport, this position, you know, there's a lot of different styles and and people can have success, but I do think if you're going to play that way, that last point that you mentioned is like super critical is that you, you can't, you can't guess. Cause I've seen a lot of kids use that method and then all of a sudden here comes a shot and they're they just drop to their knees like instinct. Um, yep. So I think it's important that you only use that when you see that shot coming in at your feet.
1: Yeah, no. And, and I agree with you. There's no, there's no one way to play goalie, especially with the different body types and different athletic styles that, that goalies bring to the table. And so, you know, the, the thing that, especially when it comes to, to technique, I, the biggest thing for me is learning to see the ball and be still. And most of my technique that I teach, it's if, if find find the pieces uh, that work for me, that work for you and 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 kind of develop your own style. And that's, you know, in talking about those goalies before that I mentioned, that's what I tried to do was take different pieces that that I really like from all those goalies and make them work with me. I remember when I was young, trying to play like Scott, Scott Bacigalupo for kids that never saw Scott Baciclupo play, there's only one guy that can play like him and and that's basically him, you know? (laughs) And so I I loved taking some of the things that, that worked for him, but then kind of combining them with some other pieces of the style that I was putting together.
0: That's great.
1: That's great.
0: Um, I read that you're, you're big into yoga and, and, and teaching yoga for lacrosse goalies. Could you, is that right? Could you talk about the importance and what you think goalies can learn from yoga?
1: Um, I actually haven't done yoga in in a while, but I did when I was playing, it was very helpful for me. Um, I was in, uh, when I played professionally, I probably started going to yoga like three or four days a week. And, um, one of the reasons for it was I was just a tight athlete. Um, I'd gotten really tight in the weight room and, uh, it helped me loosen up. But the other thing I found it helped me do was, you know, yoga classes, 60 to 90 minute yoga classes in the heat. Um, learning how to stay present, uh, was very helpful for me as a goalie. So it really helped with my concentration and then, um, also helped with the heat of playing, uh, in the summertime in the MLL. So there were, there were a lot of, um, and it also, there were like, there were some effects that I didn't expect. Like it made me faster outside the net because I got more flexible. My, so my stride got longer. Um, so there were, I really Yeah. I love yoga for athletes. Um, and also for goalies, just the meditative component. Um, you know, one, one thing I suggest to goalies is, is, um, picking up the headspace app. I think headspace has done a great job of, uh, teaching uh, mindfulness and meditation to all walks of life. And so goalies, um, learning how to meditate If you can't sit, sit down on a cushion, and focus on your breath with no other distractions, how are you going to, you know, be in a game for two hours, you know, trying to focus on a little tiny ball flying at your head with a million different things going on. So it's a great way to really, um, learn that concentration and presence that it takes to be a great goalie. So those are, those are definitely two of the things that, that I recommend, um, as far as mindfulness is concerned is yoga and meditation. Awesome. You mentioned
0: um, twice now, you know, this, this concept of being present mm-hmm. and it kind of gets into the mental game a little bit. That's so critical for lacrosse goalies, but what does, in terms of lacrosse, what does being present, what what does that mean to you?
1: So, um, you know, presence is this space that, uh, you know, I really enjoyed practicing or reaching when I was when I was playing sports and especially playing goalie it's, it's, it's this place where you're not thinking about the future. You're not thinking about the past, you know, goalie coaches will always say, or goalies will always say, well, you got to forget about the last one or the shot that went in because it, it, you know, and I remember at a really young age, maybe eight or nine years old, I would get so, so upset when a, when a ball went in, I would bang my stick against the pipes, or you know, do whatever. And I finally realized that, getting angry at a shot going in was, uh, affecting my ability to make the next save. So I really started to learn to just forget about what was happening in the past, not worry about the future. So that's not worry about what the score is going to be or, you know, the shooters that I'm facing or what my defense is doing, but really just staying, uh, in the now. And so, um, for me, you know, something that was helpful, uh, Throughout games, was I would just say to myself, "Just see the ball, just see the ball, just see the ball, just see the ball." You know, under my breath most of the time. Although I think a couple of times, guys would hear me and kind of like knock <laughs> their head at me a little bit. Be like, what are you, you talking to yourself in there? Yeah. Um, so, but just some kind of mantra that keeps you focused uh, in that present moment. And you know, I, I think one of the greatest, uh my favorite part about playing goalie was learning how to get in the zone or be completely in the flow of the game where you really, uh, lose track of time and everything starts to go in slow motion, like I was saying before, and you really feel, um, completely present. And and it's something that I've tried to, um, take in my every, try to try to bring into my everyday life after my career is over, because I think, um, the more we can learn to be present, the more effective we can be uh in whatever it is we're, we're doing so that's kind of what what i mean by by being by being present
0: that's great Th- thank you for that yeah god that's such a good feeling is, is it not being in the zone in, in a lacrosse game i remember um you know didn't happen to me much but you know i, I certainly got in the zone in a few games and and after the game uh you you're, you're so you're so in the present and you're and you're so focused and after the game people are like wow you played so good and you're like Oh, I did like I, you know, it's not like during the game, you're like, Oh man, I'm playing so great. And I'm feeling it. Um, you're just, you're just focused on the now and enjoying that, enjoying that game. Not, not thinking about goals you've given up, but at the same time, not thinking about, like you said, not thinking about the future. What happens if I give up this goal? Um, so you hear a lot of talk about, you know, flush the past and have a short memory as a goalie, but you don't hear a lot of talk about like the, the, on the, on the other end, stay in the now and don't think about the future. So I think that's good stuff. Sticking with the mental topic, what are some other, I I don't know, drills or ways that you train your goalies to be, uh, to be mentally tough. Hmm.
1: That's a good question. Um, Yeah. I I just wanted to build off what you were saying that there, there was a great psychologist in the the eighties and nineties that did a lot of work on flow. Um, His name was chick sent And, you know one thing he talks about is how important it is for young people to to find um, areas of their life that they can get completely in the zone and I think it's even more important now because kids spend so much time on screens or or you know computers or video games or whatever it is, and they're kind of artificial ways to get in the flow. but if you can really do something physical and get get in the present moment it's a really powerful educational and developmental experience for kids. So that's why that practice of, of of learning how to focus on the ball is a really great one because it actually teaches you some of the physical ways of what, and things that happen when you get in the flow of relaxing your eyes and waiting for the ball and all these things. Um, As far as the drills, yeah, a lot of them go back to those focus drills. Um, You know, we have one drill where, uh, when we're shooting on goalies and we teach them to use their window, they're they're just saying yes when the ball hits the window. So uh, no, we're not worrying about them saving the ball, you know, even though they do most of the time. Um, we're not worrying about technique and just, you know, we take some tennis or lacrosse balls and we just start getting them to say yes when the ball hits their window three feet in front of them. And what that does is that, that um, yes call, and, and it's one of the drills that Scott goes through on that website, Tennis in the Zone, is that yes drill really takes away any fear of the ball, any, any um, thought of, of what's going on, or you know, is the shooter shooting high or low, any of that guessing or thinking that's going on, and just gets you focused on one task, and, and it's yes, saying yes on that contact point. So that's one of the drills we do. There's another one around the same kind of mentality, which is um, you're saying three, two, or one. So three is you're, you're seeing the ball out on that window in front of you, um, same as yes. Uh, two is maybe your hands are a little further back, so it's halfway between that window and your body, and you're seeing it a little late, so you're calling out two. And then one is you're seeing it late or not seeing it all. And so you're either getting hit with the ball or you're kind of, you know, making one of those saves where your hands are really in tight to your body. So it's a late, a late save. And what that does is get, get um goalies really focused on uh, where their eyes are, 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 are seeing that contact point. And so that's a really great um, concentration drill. Um, the, the, a lot of the mental toughness, I, I think, comes comes with time of playing playing the game, um, and and comes along with. You know this idea of learning to be present. I, I really look at uh, that that practice of mindfulness and being in the present moment as one of the most important ways to become uh, a resilient athlete. Being able to bounce back, being able to be mentally strong, uh, and being able to to uh, focus when you need it. So um there there's a, obviously a, a lot of stuff you can do off the field um when it comes to mental focus and then um some of these drills are really important and then you know the bottom line is i really uh encourage coaches to get away from like trying to coach goalies especially during games um the real coaching should come in drilling uh bef- before practices and uh off off season stuff but when they're in game situations, getting away from kind of overloading them with technique type stuff and letting them just play. And because no, nothing you're going to say to a goalie is, uh, is going to change things in that moment. The, the most important thing is trying to keep them present. Hey, forget about that shot. You know, get the next one. You know, how you feeling? You know, if you I know you talked to Ryan LaPlante a while ago, but if you ever asked him what I would say to him during the game, it would be like, good job. Keep it up. <laughs> you know, I, did, yeah. I didn't coach him at all during a game. It was just trying to keep his head on straight. So those are some of the things that I would recommend as far as mental toughness is concerned.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Ryan LaPlante, episode number one
1: of yeah. the Max Goalie Rat podcast. Um,
0: but yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that uh, during games is not the time to, to teach technique and you, and you see it quite a bit. Like, you know, you were off your arc there or, this and that and like is you know like you said it's really about uh coaching them mentally at at that point and kind of pumping them up and keeping them present
1: yeah Um, you're like a you're almost like a corner man in boxing you're just trying to keep them motivated keep them feeling good about themselves and yeah keeping them in that present moment
0: that's right fix fixing any cuts that come their way
1: (laughs) right exactly
0: um, so you with Ryan are doing the goalie evolution Academy out there in Denver and have coached, you know, quite a few kids now um, mm-hmm. in addition to coaching, you know, at the college level, I'm really? curious, you know, what are some common errors, mistakes you see that the young goalies making?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, so the, the first thing that, um, it's re- the first thing that I really work on with the young goalie is fixing any um, flinches or movement that they have during as the shooter's winding up. So you know, a lot of times if a if a goalie has been taught to to step straight at the shooter, and you know I, I realize why, I know this has been around a long time in lacrosse and, and coaches have had that in their repertoire. And 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 I, I always just remind coaches, you know, that, that started in a time when goalies were shooting, you know, shooters were shooting 50, 60 miles per hour with wood sticks, you know, with no pocket. Yeah. And also they were playing on fields that were, you know, complete mess. They were dirt. So you really had to, like, get out to that ball and smother it. You, you know, they weren't playing on these perfect turf fields where it bounces like a tennis ball. And so... So getting them away from, from that, that kind of movement before the ball's even released is one of the first things that I really focus on is trying to be as still as possible. Um, so that can come up in different ways. It can be like their hands drop, um, their feet are moving, they, they move to one side and then the other, which is what I call a false step. Um, so these are these are kind of the first things that I really want to fix is get a, get a go with just being still. And even if the ball goes in great, you were, you were still good. Good job. Now let's, now let's get, get better at seeing the ball and reacting. So, you know, that's one of the first things the The other main that thing that, real quick, that Ryan I, can, I really, I'm sorry.
0: I said, just on that point real quick, if I could yeah. interrupt, um, yeah, absolutely. is that a matter of just, you know, getting them, getting them, like, how do you do that? You know, how, how do you coach that? It's one thing to identify it, but it seems, you know, that that flinch, that false step, the dropping of the hands is so like innate. It's so natural. Yeah, um, is that just a matter of of working with tennis balls, maybe padding them up a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Um, is there is there specific things you do there to get rid of that that flinching, that movement?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So tennis ball tennis balls is great because it takes away the fear, you know, for for young kids. And I always tell parents, you know, uh, I I had to have three vein surgeries after I was done playing lacrosse and had a number of concussions the that, that ball is hard you know it yeah. it's moving and it it hurts so like for kids for young kids especially and i and i even think you know college goalies now with the technology that's available it's like when i was growing up there weren't uh light, you know nike football pads that were skin tight and yeah. there weren't you know these 0.5 you know 0.5 ounce soccer shin pads you know for a goalie to pad himself up at least for practice under a pair of sweatpants I think makes all the the sense in the world because you don't need your body to take that abuse and yeah. so taking away that fear with some tennis balls and some padding is a great way to kind of uh, allow them to relax a little bit the second thing I'd say is working a lot of um, a lot of times as a shooter or, go, or as a as a coach shooting on a goalie is you can get into a rhythm with that goalie and trying to throw that rhythm off a little bit with kind of fake shots, um, kind of pump shots. The other drill that's great for being still is uh, the turn drill. So, you know, I'm I'm sure, you you know, this one is when the goalie, you'll have the goalie facing the goal, you'll call out turn and then you'll throw the ball as the goal is turning. And the reason that drill is so effective is that a goalie learns when he's turning to keep his stick up completely. And the more you keep your stick up, the quicker you actually react. So a lot of goalies, the reason they drop their hands is they think they can get to lower shots quicker because their hands are kind of cheating down. Mm. The problem is, is if you're moving at all, it's gonna slow down your reaction quite a bit. So um, get learning how to keep your hands still is really important. And then uh, even a drill like, uh, setting up a goal against a a brick wall or, you know, a wall in a hockey arena where you're throwing over the goalie's shoulder and he's reacting to the ball off the wall. That's a great one. That's a great way to learn. Wow. I can really react quick when I just stand here and wait and wait for the ball. Um, So there, yeah, there are a lot of different drills to kind of break that habit of of movement um, as the goal is getting still.
0: Awesome! Great. Thank you for expanding that. I interrupted. You were basically saying the second thing after flinching and the movement that you work with the goalies on
1: is. Yeah, the biggest thing is wall the wall ball in a goalie stance. So not just throwing with a short stick against the wall the way an attackman would, but actually getting in your stance and doing ten stick side high, ten off stick side high, ten stick side hip, off, ten off hip, ten stick side low, ten off stick low, and learning on just and not stepping, but just working on the hand movement, because, um, you know, that hand movement of being smooth and reacting to the ball is, is really important. And, and, and basically that is the foundation of goalie is being in your stance and, and, and being able to move, move your hands. So one of the, you know, you were asking before about mistakes. One of the, one of the big mistakes young goalies make is their butt end gets behind their body when they're making an off, off hip save so basically they're turning their body their hands come in and their butt ends getting behind them so against the wall they can really focus on punching that bottom hand out and up away from their body and keeping that those two hands flat in front of them um, and so that type of movement it's just like hitting a tennis ball against a wall or you know getting in in uh, golf shots at a driving range you're just getting your muscle memory down of how to make a save with your stick. Um, so those are really the the two things we kind of focus on first, uh, with the young goalie.
0: Yeah. So important that muscle memory, because, you know, when you've got that, that fast shot coming your way, if you have to think about it for just a split second, like it's too late, you know, so right. you've got to instantly recognize where the shot is going. And then that just triggers like, all right, I know how to make that save. Um, yep in in your memory and then not only that too that allows you to kind of um you know be a leader of the defense as mm-hmm. well which is something we haven't really talked about um you know Ryan mentioned a little bit like maybe his freshman year or i don't know if it was Ryan maybe it was him maybe someone else maybe it was anyway he mentioned sort of you know not you know focusing on the saves and not so much the communication of the defense right. um, i'm curious what your thoughts are on that like do do you think goalies should be loud communicators and, and were you that way
1: um i mean i wasn't the loudest guy out there but i i did you know i i w- like i was i always uh loved like uh robby robert rob mulligan and jesse schwartzman those guys that were really really loud on the field i, I always wish i could be more like them in that way but it's yeah. just my, my personality is i'm a little quieter but i did communicate quite a bit because it, it, it is important as a goalie the thing that i always stress to goalies is as when you know a shot's coming it's like there's there's nothing more to say it's it's okay to to be quiet at that point other than like maybe a quick check call as the ball comes across the crease but really if you've made if you've done your communication you're telling where the ball is you're talking about sliding or or you're getting the slide to go there or helping your defenseman in whatever way you can Uh, those are all really important things to do, but once that shot is about to take place, it's like communicating or talking is going to get in the way of your brain making a save. So I I just tell goalies to learn how to uh, be quiet and, and, and then react to the ball at that point.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point It's like, you can set up your defense, uh, get the slides ready, you know, maybe communicate to the on ball defender, shout out the location of the ball. Uh, but you know, when the shots coming and you can, you know, it's not like there's some, some shots that take you by surprise, but for the most part, like you can tell when a guy's going to shoot, that's the time to be quiet and, and make your save.
1: Yeah. And and you'll notice sometimes, I, I think it was Ryan that I worked with on this quite a bit was, he, it, it was almost like he'd be talking as the ball went in, you know? So like, if you notice that in your goal that you're working with, it's like, Hey, you, you don't have to be saying anything at that point. Just, just focus on, on, on seeing the contact point or seeing the ball and making the save. That's great.
0: Well, thank you so much for doing this, Trevor. I feel like we could talk for hours about, about lacrosse goalie. I, I know it's a passion of yours, a passion of mine, um, if you uh, had to leave the young goalies out there with one last piece of advice, what, uh, what, what would it be?
1: Um, you know, the the thing I try to stress to young lacrosse players and young goalies as much as possible is that, um, you know, lacrosse and, and, or learning how to play goalie is such a, uh, such a fun and great pursuit as a young person to really, um, become disciplined and focused and present and, and work hard and all the things we 've talked about today and it 's really important for young goalies to realize like your um, self worth as a person is not connected to how good of a goalie you are, so you know go have fun with the game, work hard with it, try to become better um, you know but if if you have a bad game it doesn 't mean you 're a bad person or if you become a great goalie it doesn't it doesn 't make you the best person in the world so you know, really, kind of, you know, for goalies, I I have a lot of respect for them, and know it's a really uh, tough position. It's it's incredibly challenging. It's also uh, extreme. You have to be extremely physically and mentally tough to play this position. But one thing I notice a lot with the goalies is they get really down on themselves um, if they had a rough season or a rough game, and then or or the or the reverse can be seen, and it's like. It's really important to keep things in perspective. That um, you have to you have to live live a good life off the field and be a good student, and be a good family member, and be a good friend uh, in your community, and then you know playing goalie or playing lacrosse is something that that you do um, along with all those other important things. So just just taking uh, the lessons that you learn from goalie and bringing them into your everyday life is is the most important thing to me. As a coach, that I can stress to uh, young players.
0: Awesome, I love it. Very well said. Uh, if people want to find out a little bit more about what you got
1: going on, where uh, w- where should they go? Um, <laughs> that's a good question. I, I I used to blog quite a bit, and and I'm hoping. To, uh, well, I'm starting writing again. I was, I was back in school for my master's, so I'm going to get back to writing a bit. But I have some old writings up for athletes on trevortiernieblog and then. All of our lacrosse programs for anyone in the Colorado area at LXTC lacrosse. Um, I'm not very active on social media, but those those are the two places that, that people could find uh, what we're up to.
0: Great. I'll link up to those when this comes out. Thank you very much, Trevor.
1: Thank you, Damon. I appreciate it.
0: So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with Princeton. Great with team USA. Great. Baltimore Bayhawk, great. Trevor Tierney. A lot of interesting concepts we touched on in there. Uh, It was interesting to hear who he learned from. I always attributed that flat goalie arc to his style of play and and his thinking. But, you know, everyone learns from somebody. It's kind of what I took out of this. We are in the middle of the season. I hope it's going well for everybody. I hope you're performing to the best of your ability. That does it for this week. Get out there, have some fun, make some saves. I'm Coach Damon Wilson. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.